you can be in a place, in a room, in a place of worship, in a place of prayer, whatever it might be, and you can experience some things that somebody else didn't. That can be good or bad, by the way. Hopefully, we're, we're experiencing some things that are personal to us. And if we are really sensitive to the presence of God, and we started into that last week, just a little bit. And some folks had shared a little bit about what had transpired in just a short period of time but a concentrated focus into the things of God. Do you know that God doesn't need to be convinced that He's holy? You know that? And yet for us, with Christ living in us, how many of us need a whole lot of convincing to say that we could ever have any likeness of any holiness or any good thing in us? You see, the truth is, is that our self-examination is one thing, but to, to look at ourselves and to reflect to the world to say, we're just sinners, everybody just sins, we're just really bad, and that's why we need the cross, and that's, what, that's really good for someone who's a heathen who doesn't know Christ. But what is the message that we have once we are born of God's Spirit? <coughs> Same message? That's called false humility. If we embrace it, well, you know, everybody sins. Do we really expect every day to continue to stay in sin? And if we do, how long will it be until it's like, because we know, you know, even the, a three-year-old knows how much sin there's in him. Now, and if, if we're planning to go to heaven, how will we get there? Oh, I don't know. God's just going to put some sprinkly stuff down here and fix it all, and then we'll just go. That's, that's not the gospel. Nor will we sit at an altar of religion and religious exercises and practices to, to go down the list, number one, number two, number three. How many know that you went through some of those and uh, you forgot where you were? So you had to start all over again. According to the Bible, it says that the commandments... How many know how many commandments there are? 19, 27. There's just 10. Trust me, you don't want any more. How many can fulfill all of the commandments in yourselves? How many have ever done that? Only one. Only one. Because all were born of men. The Son of the living God came. He was born of the Spirit, born of His Father, who stood in our place to redeem us back into right relationship. Amen? Amen? And so if He did that, then how are we then yet to live? Like we did before? Like the world looks at us? Or perhaps like the costume dressing that we see across the landscape of what people would call church? Hey there, nice to see you. Leave the building. Don't know your name. Don't care where you live. See you next Sunday. I don't find that in here. 
And the commission that he gave us was to go and make disciples. That means make those who would come into the knowledge, the saving knowledge of Christ, like you. Well, not exactly like you, like the new you that's in Christ. Amen? Amen? And sadly, we see all sorts of folks that they're doing something else. They're just doing something else. How many have come to partial meetings on any given week? There's a few. We want to talk about, would you mind about this? No. I'm going to ask Kelsey to come. And she's going to share with you just a little bit about the presence of God in Hugo. God will show up in Hugo and reveal something. And I love it because Kelsey's a very sensitive young woman of God. She's not a little kid anymore, is she, Grandma? I'm so glad that she decided that hanging out with older folks is still okay. <laughs> we didn't have to have grandma's cookies. I think she did make some of Can you share just a little bit about what you sensed in the evening and how things kind of went for you? Just a couple of highlights. Will that be hard for you? Will be hard for you? Do you want me to ask you questions? Will that be easy? Oh. When you came to the Persil meeting, did you have any expectation in your mind that this evening would be any different than other prayer meetings that you've been to? No. Okay. That's honest. When we began to worship the Lord and minister unto God, as we typically do, did something change? Yeah. What happened? tell you is that had we begun the meeting in a very religious order, taking notes, sitting down, okay, everybody's all here, okay, who's got a hangnail and who's having trouble and Aunt Sally and we got, we didn't, we didn't do that. We kind of gathered for the purpose to discover what would God have on his heart to reveal to us? 
and then God goes ahead and blows it and gives her a big vision or whatever, and, you know, while we're trying to, you know, thank you, Jesus. Was there anything else extraordinary that evening after that? When you guys started praying over me, I just felt touched by the Spirit, and I knew right then and there that I wanted to draw closer to God. She said, yes. <laughs> it's kind of a given I, my lightning fast mind figure. I think she's ready. <laughs> she got to see heaven and you know. So we prayed with her and she began. I, I didn't even get close to her. I never touched her. She was as far, she was ten feet away from me. But somebody else touched her. that expression through our lives uh, to be revealed and that's why 
new songs, new work. How many have heard music just like what you heard a few minutes ago? Two or three, four. It is different. She said it's different, but you get used to it. It's kind of fun. And the point is, is that it's not... Did, did you notice there was no drums? It was just rolling. No distraction. But taking us into the presence of God. I've met many people, both young and old alike, who say, well, I, you know, I like this kind of music or whatever, and it's got a just a driving bass. I'm thinking, that's really good. You pray with that going on? Serious? Well, yeah, it helps me. Does it? There's commercials on television that are designed to stick in your brain. You'll hear, there's still those old commercials. When I was 10 years old, that are still in my brain. Do you know that music is one of those magnets that if we learn something with music, it sticks. They call it now mem mnemonics in the psychology end of things, but they'll teach children. We did with our kids, teaching them numbers and alphabets and things like that with music going on in the background. Forget that one with Mac, Mac something. It was an arithmetic one. You know, I wasn't learning it. I, our kids would probably remember. Maybe we'll share that next time. <laughs> there are times and places that are easier to experience God's presence than others. I mean, we've really got to understand that. There's times and places that are easier to experience God's presence then we have to ask ourselves a question. Are we finding ourselves running more to that place where it's easier? Or do we just tell God, just blast through wherever I am, I'll be here. He doesn't come. When you have this kind of experience, it begins to change what we think about, about ourselves and what we're called to in the earth. As believers, each one of us has the opportunity to no longer live like everyone else in the world. As we have a heavenly connection to show us God's plan for our lives. What a privilege. That old hymn, what a privilege to take everything to the Lord in prayer. What a privilege it is to know that He loves us and that He has a plan for our lives. Amen? We also begin to understand that we are all ministers. Everybody say ministers. ministers. That's, me. That's me. I am, I am a, minister a minister of the living God. The living God. I don't need a special suit. I don't need an office. I've been called of God to minister His love through me. When we were in at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, there was a corporate gathering of, I'm going to guess somewhere close to 400. It might have been a bit more, maybe a few less. I have experienced and have the privilege to experience the presence of God 
in some amazing ways. I didn't quite see what Kelsey saw. That's, that's pretty big. We were all at the altar for the most part. Not everyone came. They didn't all come to Jesus either. This is how it is. And the presence of God was ushered in by a 16-year-old who was ministering about his life's devotion was to make Jesus more famous. That kid was raised on a different planet, don't you think? He was raised with something that comes not from this world. It was the most intense ministry of the Spirit of God in and through His body and His presence while worship and minute, I mean, everybody was kind of plugged in for over two hours. You know when you're in that presence if you realize you never looked at a clock. As a matter of fact, when they were all done, I thought we were going to have to head to a class, but it was already 2 o'clock. It was only noon. I just... And it wasn't like I was enraptured in some kind of thing with Gabriel and I just talking. It was... It was so deep from the heart of God towards His people. Does that just happen in places like Kansas City? No. Does it just happen by accident that a bunch of people would just gather and something like that happen? No. The people that were there were intentional to separate themselves from the daily things that they do in life and to be there. And it's amazing. I believe that God's Spirit is pouring out today for all those who will take time to do that. To not only experience the presence of God, but become engaged as ministers of the living God in our community and intentionally make a difference. This gathering two weeks ago helped each one of us that were there experience God's presence and impact and internal change uh, that stirred us from within that we may have never had before. Sharon, for instance. A little bit of background on Sharon is that Sharon has lived in the church for the most part all of her life. Her parents were ministers. I mean, she knows what it's like to be a PK. And God has been doing many things in Sharon's life with being here at the Oasis. But uh, I wanted to, do you want to just share just a little of what God was beginning to talk to you about? Just, just a little capsule. Try not to go over 30 minutes. <laughs> I do, then. Before I say it all in two minutes, because I'm going to speak faster. I said I would trust God. And Pastor told me that I needed to speak today. I said, I'm trust God. I'm going to speak slow, and I'm going to be able to do this. But that day at IHOP, Alan Hood spoke to 16 his son, only 16 years old, and 
all your heart could do was cry out, God, where was I when I was 16? I was a preacher's kid. I threw a drop in church. But where was I? How did I miss out on this? I had that relationship with God. And for now, I yearn more and more with God. And that was such an awesome time. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Could only be your cry. I need more of you. More and more of you. I need you. Come, consuming fire and burn into my heart. Set me so on fire, God, that I have such a bones that I cannot keep from witness to others about you. Come, Holy Spirit, come, consuming fire. I need you. I need you, Holy Spirit. Come. That's just God's just calling me to a boldness and to more of Him is what I need. More of Him. If you seek me, you will find me. And God, I search for more of you. That's why I love participating in IHOP, every home for Christ, because it's how I find more of Him. Mm -hmm. Also in His Word in time of prayer. But if I can be in any kind of place where God's bad and His Holy Spirit is there, I want more of it in my life. How many like your grandma like Sharon? Me. <laughs> She's already taken, sorry. How many would like to see more grandmas like Sharon? How many would like to see more Kelsey's in homes and families? How many would truly like to see the presence of God just finish you and begin the life and the power of His Spirit to change the world? Amen? Amen. Psalm 1611, it's a familiar psalm that many of us know that David spoke. David said, you will show me the path of life. In, the pre in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Where do you think David was getting this information? There's no way that David was looking around at his surroundings. There's no way he was looking to King Saul. There's no way he was looking at stuff that wasn't going right in his life. To be able to say stuff like that. If you recall, David wasn't exactly in an easy road of prosperity, of being a king at this point. Notice it says, you will show me the path of life. That meant David made a decision. There's no one else I'm going to get life from and discover where it's at unless it's with God. Amen? And there's no other place where he says that in your presence is fullness of joy. 
How many know there's a lot of folks that, that call themselves believers or, or serving God in one way or another, and they don't have much joy? How can you tell? I got joy. You know, well then how can you just snap somebody's head off? You know, when they didn't do something that you thought they should do as quick as you should. Normal. The joy of the Lord is my strength. <clears throat> if I expose my strength and it's just on the surface, even the enemy can see real clear that you're a walk in the park to get distracted onto all sorts of different issues. In His presence is fullness of joy. If you are unable to gain and draw into these things that, that Sharon was talking about, that's the gravity of what she's talking about. Because without the presence of God, we have nothing. And we don't have any strength. All we have is a bunch of hot air. All we have is a bunch of anxiousness, a bunch of rudeness, a bunch of things that you just mad at everybody. You wake up in the morning, you're upset, your blood pressure goes through the roof, you're, you're mad at people, things aren't working out, and then you say, oh, I thank you, God, for everything so wonderful in my life. And God is not moved and will never be moved because we have not become honest with God and saying, God, there is no joy in my life. And it's not your fault. It's because I haven't chose to wait. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. In your presence is the fullness of joy. And you see, if you got joy, just let somebody try and trouble you. Just let them try. They can't. They can keep trying. And the reason why they can't is because I'm already convinced. I'm living with Jesus. He thinks I'm pretty. I'm a good son. I'm a good dog. If he says that, then what difference does it make what other people say? And it's not an illusion because I'm going to be coming from that place of confidence in him. And people will know, wow, this, this young Samuel, we'd like to, we might get him out. Wouldn't that be cool? How many would like to hear a 16-year-old kind of put us all in the carpet just by announcing who he is and what God's doing in his life? I'm serious. When you meet some folks that just want to make you get saved again, it's kind of like, oh my gosh. Where have they been? Where, where have they had that freedom? Acts chapter 3, 19 and 20. Would you like to share something here, Lori? Um, if you'd like. Okay. Um, when we were there at IHOP... We, we want to on here. Um, it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Uh, when we were at IHOP, I would say, this is a note anyway, so. Yeah. It is not. All right. When we were at IHOP, we were probably at least 13 hours in worship, at least those of us. Um, and not everyone got the chance of going to the 
prayer room after service. And uh, but the ones that did <coughs> stayed for a couple hours every night till after midnight. And just sitting in the presence of God and being quiet. Um, letting him speak to me instead of me always doing the yammering, because that's most of the time what I'm doing is yammering. Um, does change your perspective and outlook on life. Uh, knowing that you were in the heart of God during that worship time and letting him minister to you and making your um, spirit man strong and mighty because you were reflecting, you, your image is reflecting from God's eyes then. And you see yourself how he sees you. And uh, it's not even what the world even says. And the crap the world feeds us every day, don't believe it. Don't believe it. Believe what God tells you when you read the Word. Believe it, stand on it, and say it, and say it, and say it. Because um, that's how God sees you, that's how I see myself. And it gives you strength then, when there are areas in your life that you're not sure of, then, then you hear God's direction. And you get encouraged by that. Um, knowing that what God is saying, you're hearing. We are his sheep, and we hear his voice. Don't let anyone or anything tell you anything. You hear God's voice. And you choose to follow it, and you choose not to. And that's where getting strengthened in the inner man by sitting in his presence, by being right in the heart of God, will get your spirit man to say yes every time. And, uh, and that's uh, what Kelsey and Pastor was were trying to get across too. We get a little bit of that on prayer show night. We really do. Well, a little bit. Two hours is just a little bit, really, when you can go on and on and on and on. Uh, truthfully, after the services, a um, few of us, we were tired, but we were determined to go to the prayer room. Once we got there, we didn't want to leave. I mean, it, we kind of gave some nasty looks to a few people that wanted to leave a little early, but we had to because they were driving. And it's just funny how you, when you're in there, you're so, I mean, you're so in love, you're alive. The minute though we'd walk out, man, it was just kind of like your body would go, yep, you're tired. <laughs> but your spirit, man, is so alive. And, and it was, I mean, it was wisdom that we didn't leave when we did. But, I mean, if there was a possibility, I know a few of us probably would have stayed there all night. Because we were just in God's presence. And so, yeah, on Monday nights, go to prayer shield. Because that definitely is, uh, we do get in the presence of the Lord on Monday nights. Thanks, the Lord. Pastor, can I share something? Only if you have a turn. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Kind of Alright, now Rocky didn't come with us. He okay. should have. Same subject, but I was not there. We wonder about the, the presence of God, you know, what we do in our life and what, how come he's not there. Well, our family is a big family, and like in a daycare, now you've got to have two guardians or more for a certain amount of kids. Well, we had 11 kids, so we just ran wild and done what we wanted to do and run our mother ragged. 
But we always uh, went to Bible stu uh, study and and just so we could go and get attention or do something. We didn't really know that we were even working for God. And so in our life, we learned that God's in your heart then. And you, if something happens, that's when you say, oh, help me, Lord, help me, Lord. Well, all through my life, I've always wondered, why isn't God here with me? But I've been in uh, three major rollover car accidents. I've been run over by a truck. I've been caught in machinery three times. I've been kicked in the head by a horse. I've been, I can name probably too long for everybody to even pay attention for it. And all the time, right when it happened, I would say, God help me. And I've only had a finger broken and my jaw broken in my life. And I was caught in a machine that has 1,300 pounds of pressure on my arm. My arm was uh, about three-quarters of an inch thick, no brakes, nothing. And then able to go back to work the next week. But because of the world, you couldn't. Because work was coffee, you got to get cleared, and you couldn't be healed that fast. And, and God can do everything. And He's there even when you don't know He's there. When you're not even thinking He's there. When I wasn't even trying to be a good subject for God, He was carrying me along all the time. That's right. Always. And I mean, there's a lot of people that had a lot less trouble than their dead. But God just kept, kept picking me up, picking me up, and He still does. I'm still just amazed all the time with the things that happen and he just keeps on carrying me through it. Amen. God is so great. In Acts chapter 2, 10 to 19 to 20, or sorry, Acts chapter 3, 19 and 20, it says, so repent, change your mind and purpose the amplifier. Turn around and return to God, that your sins may be erased and blotted out and wiped clean, that times of refreshing, times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of the heat, of reviving with fresh air, may come from the presence of the Lord. How many of you would like to recover from the effects of the heat? When life is, is heated up around you, when, when the air seems stale and stagnant and it seems like one more breath in this situation is going to be toxic to you, that may His presence come and breathe and revive and refresh us and that He may send to you the Christ, the Messiah, who before was designated and appointed for you, even Jesus Christ. The presence of God, there is no substitute. And for a believer who believes in Jesus Christ, who believes that He was crucified for us, He died on the cross, and not only did He die, but that He was resurrected. There's no one else in history, nobody, that was redeemed from the grave. And so he's there, and he's now... Do you know what he's doing in the throne room of heaven? He's interceding for you and I. He's taking care of Rocky, saying, the boy just ain't... just don't have enough sense to kind of... Get, but just, let's help him out. <laughs> he just turns around, and it's caught, the car wreck thing or whatever. Is it, we're, we got a plan for this, Bob. 
We're going to draw them. We're going to draw them in spite of himself to the presence of God. And it may come through a child's testimony. It may come through, through something that we've never experienced before. It may come just through a regular meeting. And that's why when I say even on Sunday mornings, what is it that people really expect? I mean, really, what are we going to church? We'll hear from the pastor and we'll give two dollars. We'll go home and live like we always lived and miss the presence of God. We purposely don't try to rush anything around here, so some people don't, there are some people who come in rushing and, and they don't stay. Because whatever it is they're looking for can't be, you know, the microwave meal. I've never discovered that God works on my time and the manner in which I want Him to. Anybody else experience that? We went to Kansas City. How many know I've got a few things to do? I could have filled that week probably twice without going. And so he surprised me. He surprised me in the quietness of his presence and began to speak to me concerning the children, concerning where we're going in this life. And I'll pose to you the same thing that he spoke to me about. We've been here roughly 10 years. With the Oasis, it'll be coming five years in September. I can remember what it was like 10 years ago. And the Lord prompted me and said, what will it be like? What will, the, what will your surroundings and work and ministry and your own personal life be like in 10 more years? And he reminded me that 7, 8, 9, 10-year-old, they'll be 17, 18, 19, or 20. Will we reach them? Or will they, we let them go through the cracks? They, they gave us a statistic. I'll probably uh, harp on that. I mean, minister on this one more time. <laughs> Out of the average budgets of churches across America, how much funds do you think, percentage-wise, is devoted to children's ministry? Less than 20%. There's a gravy train at the other end. I'm not sure that it's so spiritual. I'm really not. Because just like at that Signs and Wonders camp, how many have seen kids and testimonies like that before? From kids. Nobody. Hmm. What part of the planet are they living in? Probably the same one that this guy who was leading worship had a 12-year-old playing drums. I just thought he was short. <laughs> he got these little beady glasses and he's just... You couldn't tell. He just... Who trained him? He was actually in the Science of Wonder camp there real quick. Ephesians, chapter 3, 17 to 19. You want to turn there? This is such an amazing scripture and we're going to wind it up here. This helping anybody today with just... I just want to, I want to make you thirst for the things of God. 
for the things that are going to drive you crazy to stay where you are and do the same things tomorrow and next week and next month and next year without getting on board with God's plan and purposes. Amen? Amen. May Christ through your faith, Ephesians 3, 17 to 19, may Christ through your faith actually dwell, live in, settle down, make His permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love. Oh, without love we have nothing. We're just playing in symbols. And founded securely on love that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. Did you notice that that's just a, like a real love thing that just kind of opens up there? What is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of love? Most people know one dimension of love. They don't know four. And there's only one way that you can discover four, and that's doing what this is telling us in and through Christ. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves. Everybody say amen. amen. See, Kelsey doesn't need to be encouraged that she should be seeking God. She's got that. You, you'll be hard-pressed to try and get her off that course now. Because she's experienced something for herself. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence of God Himself. Have you ever prayed that for somebody? God, I pray that they may have the richest divine presence of God upon them. I guarantee you probably have. Mostly because we didn't know it was written in the Word. We just say, oh, God bless them. That's, that's not quite the same thing as what this is saying. May have the richest measure of the divine presence. How about you? How about praying it for yourself? This is available for me. And become a body holy. That's like... It's not, we're talking about holes, it's talking about holy, as holy as unto the Lord. Holy filled, completely immersed, and flooded with God Himself. Thank you, Phoebe. I want to pray for you today. Is anybody on board that this kind of sounds like a good idea? Let me pray with and for you. Can we do that? I want you to just uh, lift your hands out like you're going to receive something. Not that you're lost or trying to wave at anybody. You're going to receive something from God right now. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, God, that you impart so many things of blessing and favor and ministry into our lives. And God, you see all of these hands that are lifted to you in faith and saying, God, I'm open to receive. Praise the Lord. Father, I pray even right now that the love of Christ would be made manifest to each one to discover the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height 
of your marvelous love. Lord, let them be enraptured with the love of Christ and that they stop putting pressure on other people who don't understand who you are. And Father, that even those who would say, well, I'm not even sure I understand myself, that the love of Christ would come and that we begin to see ourselves the way that you see us. That, you would, that we would begin to see value in this body, value in our lives and in the lives of others, not to take from, but to minister to and also to receive as they are showing that expression today. God, that they may really come to practically through experience for themselves, knowing this love of Christ, which is beyond all knowledge, beyond their own understanding. Lord, I pray that you would grant that they may be filled through all of their being unto all the fullness of God, that they may have the richest measure of the divine presence of God and become wholly filled and flooded with yourself even this day. As we lift our voices to you, as we sing the songs that you put upon our hearts, as we spend that time in, in quietness of discovery of who you are and the noise of the world would be shut out and the presence of God would fill us, refresh us, Renew us. We love you, God, and we seek you. We seek to honor and to bless you. In your spirit, O oh God, show us and teach us this divine love of God like we've never seen. Mm -hmm.